Hello and welcome to the last tranche. The volatile markets of 2022 have impacted CLO issuance, but not by as much as is uh, commonly portrayed by market participants. The US market, for example, is on track for its second busiest year in history in terms of new issuance. In Europe, the picture is complicated. New issue volumes are down 25% in 2022, which is holding up fairly well. The floating rate nature of the product is helpful in a rising rate environment. But amid a severe energy crisis stemming from Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the economic forecasts for the continent have raised concerns about credit quality. And a crisis in UK government bond market in September led pension funds there to sell off their CLO holdings. Here to discuss the loan and CLO market in Europe, I'm joined by Deborah Cohen-Malka, Partner and Portfolio Manager at Albacore Capital Group. Deborah, welcome to the last tranche. Thank you. What's your broad strokes overview of the European market, where things have been this year and where we find ourselves now? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it has been a very interesting year, very challenging and volatile. And um, if you're seeing the picture, we've seen basically periods of new issue pick up like over the summer or now in the CLO markets, which created like a bit of a technical effect like to the loan market, pushing loan prices up. And as of today, we are the 11th of November, one of the CLO deal that was supposed to price uh, got pulled because the loan market has rallied so much and we're seeing big price for loans like up four to five points on high quality minutes, making the arbitrage really challenging. I think overall, like this year has been a bit like that, like throughout the year, we were very fortunate and happy to price our fourth deal at Albacore in March, just after the invasion of Russia and Ukraine. But since then, we've seen a great period of volatility with a lack of loan new issue and primary issuance which really creates like a technical element around loan market pricing and the ability of CLOs to price given um, the challenging arbitrage. So that's an interesting point about the loan market rallying too much when a deal price is almost to the extent that deals can't get over the line. What are some of the constraints on you know, structuring deals in this way you know, versus, the, versus the US, for example? I mean, obviously the... the the CLO portion of the loan market is much bigger in Europe, for example. Yeah, I think two elements to it is, first of all, when the loan market rallies, um, the liabilities haven't rallied as much. And so what you're seeing is that as the loan market um, gets tighter in the past months, we've, we've basically sp- so we've seen a spread compression of 100 over. We haven't seen the same effect on the liabilities front. And this is driven by more supply and demand and ability um, of people to st- and pension fund and traditional CLO buyers to step in into the liabilities market, which actually we think creates a very interesting opportunity from an investment perspective on that side. But for the formation of CLO, that has been like one of like the main issue, which is like the following of the liability markets to the loan market. The second issue I would say is the lack of primary and new issue on the on the on the loan front, which we probably have seen um, a better uh, transactional market and more active in the US which enables CLOs to actually capture this new issue premium that we haven't seen so much of in Europe. 
Yeah, in the US also one thing that we've been seeing a lot of are the print and sprints where the managers, you know, pricing the liabilities and then quickly acquiring a portfolio of assets. That's provided a lot of support to the loan market, I think. Um, in Europe, is are you seeing something similar? Are you seeing you know, managers you know, follow that uh, pattern as well? Yeah, we, we've seen some print and sprint deals, um, but it all comes down to the timing. Anytime like someone had a window and an opportunity to price when the liabilities was there and the loan prices were lower, um, we had people trying and doing some print and sprint. But as soon as the loan market rallies and, and start tightening because of the technical bid from initial sprint and sprint, then the arbitrage doesn't work anymore. And and uh, and I would say like the number of print and sprint that the European market can absorb is very different than the US. Yeah. Uh, what's your experience been like in the primary market this year? I'm thinking particular in terms of the depth of the investor base and how that feels to you as a as a CLO issuer? Yeah, so we've been in the market earlier in the year, um, especially um, right after Russia invaded Ukraine, which created a lot of questions around just um, the potential like recession coming, question around energy costs, question around like inflation and interest rates. That's created a challenge like to get a deal over the line. But I would say we've seen like good syndication across the board and and people interested, but deals take a longer time uh, to get together. And especially like on the AAA side, like why last year we could have we could have done like a full-blown syndication. This year to start like to get a deal together, you probably need to have like more of an anchor investor to help you down the line. What's the status of those anchor investors? Because, I mean, especially in the US, we hear a lot about the US banks that are not really participating to the extent that they used to. Some of the Japanese banks are entering and exiting the market. What's happening on that side over in, over in Europe? There's definitely uh, been less um, less of an appetite from certain U.S. banks, uh, probably because of relative value questions around U.S. Um, AAA spread versus Europe as well. And also just like the, the headwinds that we're facing in Europe that um, are very different from, from the U.S., um, we've heard um, about like some Japanese uh, investors like st- st- stepping back, but um, we also seen like more European um, investor and anchor investors stepping in, which created like the ability and a window um, for for people to price deals. Yeah, and what are you hearing from investors then in terms of their priorities and concerns? I suppose particularly at the AAA level, where the market in twenty twenty two has has felt shallow at times. I think um, it's around like portfolio quality, um, ability of managers to navigate in the next um, 12 to 24 months, um, the triple C buckets and potential downgrade because we're seeing pressure from the rating agencies. And I think, you know, there's going to be a lot more differentiation across managers. Um, there's going to be like from an investor perspective as well, um, great opportunities from a CLO tranche investing. And, and we feel at Albacar, um, that is a, a great opportunity to invest like in CLO tranches. We've just, um, made a hire that's going to start uh, with us in December to develop that, that uh, part of the market investment for, for, for Albacar because of the relative value 
between Europe and US, but also between structured credit and, and corporate high yield. And then also on the equity side, what are you hearing from investors there? Is there a sense that this is likely to be a good vintage of CLOs to invest in, in, you know, in terms of you know, forecast returns? Well, I think it comes down to um, um, the, the, the timing and the arbitrage. Um, again, like for, throughout the year, we've seen windows of opportunity that are quite like small in, in terms of like timing, uh, where the arbitrage is quite interesting. Like a few weeks ago, loans were still bid like at 89 and you could capture like a nice portfolio with a potential pool to power, which was quite interesting. But as soon as like you know loans rally like three to four points, the arbitrage like becomes more challenging, and so we we will see down the line in the next twelve to fourteen months how um how like uh, those vintages uh, will play out. But we expect like a lot of differentiation across the board. Yeah. No. Um. Finally, on the uh, the mezzanine debt tranches, there have been some really quite wide uh, prints on junior CLO debt in Europe recently. What does that tell us about investor appetite and also about credit quality? That summarizes uh, some of, uh, some of the, 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 the questions. That being said, we think, uh, you know, compared to COVID, a lot of like the mezzanine tranches have actually traded when during the first period of COVID, um, there was less of like a buying appetite. There is people, and this is it is an interesting asset class. But there are questions around underlying quality of portfolio and further and further um, that potential downgrades and increase in default rates as we we come out of a as a, of a very low default rates environment. Yeah, uh, let's talk about credit quality a little bit more. Um, Moody's written a research piece this week outlining that yeah. uh, credit quality and collateral coverage have. Have weakened since the pandemic and there's a significant risk of impairment to junior CLO tranches. What would you say is your view of the health of CLO portfolios heading into a likely recession? It depends on which um, where, where the CLO life stands and and um, and the ability of the manager as well to to trade and rotate. If you're still in reinvestment period and you have the ability to trade around the portfolio and and potentially have like a bigger fixed bond bucket like we have, it actually opens up like a lot more opportunities to trade out of some structures that might be under pressure. From that perspective, I would say, yes, like there's more pressure. Yes, there's potential downgrade, but it creates also like a lot more opportunities given the level to, to rotate into safer credits or to upgrade portfolios. We think like overall, there is like a potential pressure on credit quality in like increase in, in default rates. But I think the research piece of Moody's for, still forecast for next year 4% default rate which is higher, but still below historical average. And so from that perspective, there is probably like a, a better picture than what we've seen during GFC, for example, where, where default rates packed like a 10, 11% range. What's the impact then of the energy crisis specifically on CLO portfolios? You know, heading into the winter months, what are some of the biggest risks that you've identified at Albacore? 
so energy was definitely top of our mind and um, especially for European and heavy industrials complex uh, that relies a lot of like energy consumption to keep working and I think what we want to avoid in credit in general is, um, is, is the downtown risk and protect the downside and so any knockoff effect like a full energy shutdown in something um, that we always assess when we go through credit underwriting. Now, the reality is, um, I guess, like, uh, you know, climate change, like the weather has been extremely good in Europe. And so um, the, the ability to store gas has been better than what everyone expected. And so from that perspective, we're already 11th of November. And we haven't seen like full shutdowns, like despite like, you know, the numerous plans that um, the, the, the various countries have put together, but it's still something that we monitor on an ongoing basis. And I think same if you're reading the Moody's uh, research report that came out last week around default rate, they expect now like the, the universe, um, the, uni- the, the universe of high yield to be impacted by energy crisis at 25% when a few months ago it was 40%. So I think from that perspective, the, the picture was uh, quite um, quite bad, like, you know, I would say um, over the summer months, but slowly as we're going through winter and we see that the, the gas supplies are actually okay for now, this is, this is becoming, the, the picture is getting like slightly better. Yeah, and what are you expecting to see then from the rating agencies as credit quality uh, gets worse, as the recession gets closer? How much capacity do outstanding CLOs have to you know, weather a meaningful increase in the volume of triple C rated assets? I think the triple C buckets um, have been quite clean like up until now, but I would say for the past like months, we've seen definitely like more downgrades, um, especially in big structures that um, are, are owned by CLOs, whether it's um, casino or um, or other potential names, and so there's definitely going to be an increase in the triple C buckets. But um, that being said, um, there still have there's still like some capacity, as I think as for the latest reports, like the average was around like three and a half percent. Right. There's another topic that I wanted to talk about specifically, and that's the um, the UK government bonds crisis that led to a sell off of CLOs back in September. Um, I guess for the sake of any of our listeners who don't know the details of the situation, obviously without getting into you know, the political analysis side, but would you just be able to give an overview of the um, situation with the pension funds that led to the sell-off? Sure. Um, so I think it was on the back of, uh, of the mini budget announced by um, our former prime minister in the UK. Um, there's been like a crisis in gills, which led to a sell-off from pension fund. And one of the first asset class uh, that has been sold off by those pension funds are actually CLO liabilities. Um, from that perspective, I think it's quite interesting to note that it created a good opportunity to prove that this market um, is more liquid than what people thought in the past. And um, as we've seen like a lot of activity and risk cleared. So if you're looking at a traditional uh, B-week um, volume or trading activity in the Seattle market that is visible, on average, we're seeing 200 million per week going in. Uh, at the peak during the UK LDI crisis, uh, we had 1.5 billion per week of volumes going in. Uh, but 
on the positive side, all the risk cleared, which means that the, the, the market is effectively functioning um, appropriately and has also become like a lot more liquid, a lot more liquid. No, that's very interesting. I think you've seen um, you've seen something similar in the in the US uh, in the last couple of years. You know, when there's um, when there's times of crisis, one of the first things that people sell seems to be CLO triple A's, and you get these dramatic spikes in in um, in triple A spreads at, at those times. I think it's just an interesting observation. Yeah, for sure. But I think it it, it does make sense as. Uh, as now, like the European CLO market has reached like 200 billion outstanding and mostly concentrated in AAA given the size of the tranche. And so even if you're looking at the trading activity during those two, two to three weeks of UK LTI pressure, um, 80% was concentrated around AAA tranches. And we think actually it represented like a very, a very interesting buying opportunity. Yeah, what was it like for you uh, during those few weeks? Um, wh- what sort of strategy were you adopting to take advantage of that? I think, uh, to be honest, like we um, we we are more focused on the high yield side. We are starting to develop our structured credit platform, and so for us, like it was like a lot of work around like the sterling market as well that has been like um, quite beaten up by by this sell off, and so you could see. Firstly, in senior secured risk, high yield corporate um, trading in, in, in the 70s, like above 12% yield, which represent for credit a really, a really compelling uh, risk adjusted return. Is it fair to say that this crisis has completely resolved itself by now? I know like, there was a brief pause in CLO <laughs> issuance, but there was, you know, often that's the case when you get moments of volatility. But have the market conditions returned to where they were before? Or um, you know, is, there, is there some sort of longer lasting impact that's still being worked through? Well, I think for now, for sure. But um, we think um, as a firm that there's more, there's probably like uh, other periods of volatility given the underlying macro environment is actually still quite difficult and, and, um, and the potential like steep recession in the UK to come and in the rest of Europe. So that was like a very temporary I guess, technical um, sell-off that was triggered by the mini budget that, that has been resolved like for now, but um, there's, there's pot- potentially more or different like mini crisis and period of volatility going forward given the, the macro outlook. One thing I have heard from some uh, people both in, you know, both in Europe and the US is that I did that the UK example might be some sort of canary in the coal mine as far as the structural risk in other pension systems. In that case, should investors be uh, cautious around that? Or conversely, has this brief crisis period in the pension system been helpful in exposing a material risk so that action can be taken? I think, like to be honest, like it's a it's a bit of both. Like the pension system um, in in Europe and specifically, for example, in France, is very different because uh, um, it's mostly like a government based. And so, from that perspective, like you're probably like in a better position. Um, but that definitely like opened up um, and raised few questions. And people are, are 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 looking into it, and I think the UK as well, like you know, is 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 reviewing as well their their pension system on the back of that. 
Yeah, so my um, my final question for you, because I want to end on a on a positive note, since we've had a lot of you know, energy crisis and recession discussion here. But what's the brightest spot, do you think, in the uh, European CLO market as we come towards the end of 2022? I think, like to be honest, um, it's just generally credit as a very strong backdrop. We think, like to compared to equities or compared to other asset class, if you're thinking about just the the interest the interest rate rise like we're coming out of a zero percent base rate environment and with base rate going up like you can you can buy credit like at 10 percent plus like or even cielo tranches on the double base base like at 1100 at a thousand to 1100 over um for what is credit which is safer in a sense than equities for example and so as a matter of fact, like we are pretty excited by the opportunity into next year. It's going to be like a challenging year and, and a year of like credit picking and deep analysis and going back to the fundamentals. But the backdrop for credit is, is, is very compelling. Deborah Cohen-Malka, Partner and Portfolio Manager at Albacore Capital Group. Thank you so much for joining the last tranche today. It was great to have you on. Thank you.